Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 4 of Titan Slayers. Luke, you can uh, start keeping track so that you get it on for the first try next time. <laughs> He's never heard that joke before. Uh, so now we're in the Demon Slayer segment. If you missed the Attack on Titans segment, that's in the podcast that preceded this one. But uh, Luke, why don't you kind of pick us up where we left off in Demon Slayer? Yeah, so uh, basically the last episode, we were ending on kind of a high point, right? So uh, Tenga's wife uh, shot like this like machine gun of kunai uh, and then those kunai one of them uh, ended up hitting uh, Gitaru uh, which was like it, it was poisoned with something of like mantis or something and he couldn't move Gitaru's legs get chopped off by Tengen and we're converging on Tanjiro cutting off uh, Gitaru's uh, neck right so this is like are we gonna beat the the upper six this happening uh, and then this episode opens basically with that that convergence uh, scene, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, so first, we actually get to go see Tengen visiting the 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 graves of his siblings, right? Pouring sake on it, and he's like, "You guys would have been able to drink with me if you were still alive today, but maybe I'll get my drink with you next time." And then we get this kind of like heartwarming scene of Tengen interacting with his wives, right? And it's kind of the type of scene where there's like a lot of cutesy interactions going on, but it's kind of the type of scene that you start to be like, oh man, we're getting a lot of like emotional character building and like connection. They're gonna all die, aren't they? Right? <laughs> we're starting to ask the audience to be like, ooh, this is like a, we want, this is the, this is the director trying to make us love Tengen and the wives more so that it, it's gonna hurt when they die. That's how it kind of felt to me. How did you feel about the scene? I thought it was lame. I thought it was dumb. <laughs> I, 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 so I, Luke is a heartless bastard, you have to remember. Who no, I just, <laughs> I just don't think it was very good. I thought it was like, you know, like their interaction felt like kind of forced and like a little bit awkward. Like it did not seem like married people to me. It was like, you know, just like Tengen being kind of clueless and like not giving the flower petals to everybody. And like, you know, like his wives are clearly in love with him. And I don't know. I just like, I didn't need it to be as long as it was. I felt, you know, we'll get into this later, but as like a whole episode, I felt like there was a little bit too much flashback, not enough current time action <laughs> current front stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we have a podcast where we've mastered words and we're about yeah. to deliver them straight into your ears so that's right <laughs> so now we 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 leave the back of Tengen interacting with his wives for you know he's there him Ooh. and Tanjiro are about to cut off the neck of Gutaro and then what happens Luke oh man I don't know words dude <laughs> Well, basically, Luke, let me tell you. Let me tell you a story. No, I can go. Let me just explain to you what happens in Demon Slayer. Uh, welcome to the George Voida anime show, uh, where I apparently give my last name to the entire audience. And then what I also do is I explain what Luke fails to. So, as they're about to chop off the head of Gutaro, right, he springs his legs back into action, and it becomes very clear that if they continue on their course of action, they gonna die, and they gonna die bad, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, like, as you know, Tengen's poisoned at this point by Gyotaro's side, right, from the very beginning of the fight. Um, so they kind of tried to, again, put a reverse card and use the same trick on Gyotaro with poisoned kunai, um, which worked for about two seconds, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe three. 
Yeah. And then, you know, they realize that Giotaro, when he pops his legs back and like is like back to moving again, is also immune to poison, apparently. Like Tengen said he was, but kind of probably isn't, it seems. Um, and our peak where we were going to finally kill, you know, the stronger of the upper six uh, is now over. Right. So Giotaro is back. He's better than ever. And, he, and he's fucking people up. Yeah, well, Andy's about to basically slice them in half, and Tanjiro delivers, or not Tanjiro, Tengen delivers Tanjiro like a swift gut kick out of the way before, you know, engaging Yutaro again. And so it seems like Tanjiro's now suffering about as much damage from Tengen as he has already from Daki, uh, but he's just really taking it on the chin in some way, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, we you talked about last episode, I'll give you credit, uh, that Tanjiro was very useless. Sorry, I'm going to uh, have to stop you right there. Can you just repeat the last thing? I'm not sure the audience heard it. Uh, yeah, Tanjiro was pretty useless in the last episode. <laughs> so close. I would never gloat, so that's what I meant. Uh, George is very <laughs> humble uh, because he's so good with words. That's why he has a podcast. Um, but anyway, so... Uh, Tanjiro was very useless in the last episode is what your, your whole point was uh, and I agreed with you and we really see that here where uh, Tanjiro was like gonna slice off the neck but then obviously Giotaro is moving again and is like way faster and stronger than Tanjiro and Tengen basically has to save him uh, from getting slashed up uh, by a scythe by kicking him out of the way um, and in doing so he also like kind of exposes himself so Tengen you know, we also talked about him having a much more collaborative fighting style than the other Hashira, um, which, you know, I was kind of pointing out as like a positive, but here um, we've seen how this is kind of, can kind of be a negative. Whereas maybe if Tengen was fighting on his own, he might've done better actually than, than with Tanjiro as a handicap, having to protect him while he tries to cut off this upper six moons head you know, a demon that's been around for hundreds of years and is killed. I think over like seven or 13 Hashira, I can't remember exactly, yeah, yeah. but several yeah. Hashira. At least four uh, demon slayers I know he's killed. Uh, definitely more than four. That's the number that I have <laughs> in my head. But, Probably. <laughs> and they start to do this interesting thing with Tengen, right? Where, you know, as you said, the collaborative nature made him seem stronger. But then what begins to happen is that you start to see that Gyutaro actually targets one of Tengen's wives. And part of, I think, the point of these flashbacks that the, you know, the point of the show and why they're having flashbacks now is because, like, you can start to see that, you know, as Gyutaro attacks the wife, like, Tengen is affected, right? He, like, loses a step. The scarves from Daki, like, are able to surround him and he needs to fight them off. And he's mm-hmm. unable to protect her. And what has become, like, a strength for uh, Tengen kind of in episodes prior uh, is now holding him back, and there's this tension between, you know, is having people that you really love in this world, is uh, in this world of Demon Slayer, is it something that helps you kind of get through the days and survive, or is it something that, you know, can be used against you as, like, some sort of weakness and exploited, right? So, um, and you see, like, he's almost paralyzed by fear of something happening to her and i think like that's one of the big reasons we have this these flashbacks is to like show like these nice moments that tengen in some ways is remembering himself uh and understanding why he's you know hesitating at these moments where he can't afford to hesitate right and so mm-hmm. um as he's doing that tanjiro realizes like hey i need to not be you know a useless pos 
uh, yeah. I need to go do something. And so he kind of pulls off a goat move that you kind of suspected. You know, you've described in other ways that I probably, in it's, you know, he's not, he doesn't, you know, become the avatar of, well, of reading. He's kind of becoming the avatar a little but, bit. <laughs> but, but what does he do in this moment? So he was trying to use like the Hinakami Kagura breathing, like the sun breathing, uh, because it's the strongest form, right? But his body is so exhausted at this point that he can't use it. So he kind of comes to this realization of, oh, I can combine the two, the water breathing that is, you know, more for flowing and defense that I was trained in, but maybe I'm not as well suited to. And my like super power up Hinakami Kagura breathing uh, at once. Um, so he does that and he slices off Giotaro's arm and saves Tengen's wife uh, by using this like new technique, this new combination technique. Um, so if you'll remember from earlier pods, I was right. Um, we were talking about- <laughs> No one about... would ever remember that from earlier pods. So you're going to have to be more specific, Luke. I'm sure the listeners are racking their brain. You know, Luke was right. It's like, well, he did say his name was Luke in the last podcast. That was That's probably, that's probably true. Yeah, I don't know him personally, but that's probably right. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I thought that, you know, because he has the black sword and everyone's like, they never know which- style to master people with black swords never make it far in the demon slayer corpse because they don't know which style to master um and i was like oh well he can do this like sun breathing and water breathing so like maybe he's just going to be the avatar of demon slayer and like learn all of the breathing techniques which i'm now off that hill a little bit uh, i don't think he's gonna learn all of them i think these are going to be his main two um but he's like combining them and he's like the only one that we know of that's like really um use two separate techniques that being said, though, I think it opens up the world a little bit more um, in saying that, like, you know, he described, like, oh, other demon slayers must have done this in the past. They must have thought of techniques that worked well for them and adapted what they were taught to, like, form their own technique. Um, and that's probably why we have, like, it's not just, like, the five elements, right? Like, there's water breathing, yes, but there's also, like, insect breathing, sound breathing. Like, there's all these offshoots of, like, the the main breathing types. And that's probably because they're they're hybrids of some sort or adapted by some great swordsman to fit that own, the, their, their personal style. Well, I think um, Papa Rengoku said that sun breathing was the first breathing style, right? And then everything is mm -hmm. derivative off that. So if that's true, right, then it's exactly as you said, right? Where, you know, you have derivative of that, which like, you know, you can take sun to fire and then, you know, something may be derivative of fire, right? And you just get kind of more and more watered down. And I think it's exactly as you've kind of been saying. So anyway, uh, Tanjiro uses this new hybrid style, which, you know, we can call avatar breathing if you want, or we can take a page out of Mar Naruto's book and call it like mist breathing or Hinakami water style. I don't know. Whatever you call it Keke Genkai when you combine two of them in Naruto. Yeah, like two exactly. Of the yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. call it Keke Genkai. Yeah, <laughs> the Keke Genkai breathing uh, type. Uh, so he slices off guitar's arm and saves the wife and Uzi's like thank or Tengen's like thank you um thanks man you're the yeah. best and then I think we went to another like lame flashback or something it wasn't lame it was again a very nice flashback uh with lots of with lots of heartwarming <laughs> moments where they're basically like listen our whole goal is to make up for the terrible things the shinobi have done and so we just want to kill I don't know one upper six demon and then we can all retire and live together in happiness and then in a horrifying moment the wife is like and some of us might be dead but the other ones of us will live and have a nice time and then I'm again George is sitting over here like uh-oh uh-oh seems like we're setting up and so these all make me think that I'm being goofed 
I think oh, they're totally. going to make me worried that Tengen's going to die. And especially, uh, well, no, I don't want to. I don't want to get too far into it. But they they want George's poor, fragile heart to worry, um, right. which makes me think that I don't need to worry about anything. <laughs> wow, Galaxy Brain George over there. Can you tell this guy makes memes? Uh, <laughs> anyway, so after that, you know, Tengen decides to take on Yutaro on on his own, um, while our three boys worry about uh, Daki for a little bit. Um, and we have a shining moment for your boy, George, where Zenitsu is like assertive. They changed his voice actor. He has a new voice actor now. <laughs> and he's like actually cool. Like Sleepy Zenitsu has now become a different character in my mind than Zenitsu. There's the Zenitsu who sucks and Sleepy Zenitsu who's rad. And Sleepy <laughs> Zenitsu with a different voice actor <laughs> gives some orders to the boys. He's like, all right, guys, this is what we got to do. This is our plan. Me and Tandro were running interference. And Inosuke, you're the star of this show again. You can train Inosuke main side character. <laughs> Entertainment District arc so far, Inosuke main side character. What's up, George? I well, remember distinctly all, you saying that Zenitsu, this was going to be his arc. So, okay, well, first of all, I would like to actually take a victory lap. And why? Here's why am I taking a victory lap? Why are the trumpets out? Why are the little drummer boys walking around? Why are the you know? Why are we in our little parades with our sashes and our floats? Well, thank you for asking, Luke. This is why we're having the parade. It's because you have admitted defeat. You're so far on your back heels about Zenitsu that you're trying to pretend like this one character is two different characters so you don't have to argue. You're like, George, no, Zenitsu is cool but only the sleeping one and he's a totally different character. They both have yellow hair. They both go zip zap zoop with their sword. No, no they don't. <laughs> only one of those characters to go zip zap zoop. Nah, only one of them does. <laughs> Same character model. They both wear yellow. They both have Zenitsu's eyes although ones are closed and open. And, open. Yeah. Um, and there's this great moment right with uh, Inusuke where he's like falling at some point and Zenitsu's telling him what's up. Sleepy Zenitsu you're telling what's up in this case look, look at you like look at you go you're a you're a you're a guy aren't you like because <laughs> hadn't until this arc seen zenitsu sleeping do any or like be asleep and be sick and so he probably always thought that zenitsu was just exclusively this whining burden but now he's like, oh, this, this mother effer. This, look at him go. <laughs> Inosuke's like on his Zenitsu shit, and he's all for it. Uh, and it yeah. makes you laugh. And you're basically Inusuke in the sense where you're the weakest Whoa. of the people Whoa. in the group, and you're trying to take all the glory. But uh, yeah, yeah, so tell us what happens with Inusuke. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway life as we know is all about expectations versus reality so if your <laughs> expectations are very low you're going to be very happy when your your expectations are surpassed and that's basically what we saw with inosuke and zenitsu inosuke was like this guy is bitch pikachu like what am i going to do with him and now zenitsu is like pretty cool right he's like being useful he's doing stuff and inosuke is like wow this is pretty rad my expectations which were at the bottom of the barrel are now exceeded so he's very happy um which is how i feel about zenitsu too frankly i'm pro zenitsu we're on the same side here sleepy zenitsu sick character regular zenitsu uh, i don't know about that anyway so the <laughs> tanjiro and zenitsu are kind of running interference they're blocking the 
the uh, belts as best they can. While our boy Inosuke is like kind of the star of this scene. He's running, he's like doing a, a, oh, a hundred a hundred yard dash straight towards Daki to try to cut off her head. And remember, this is supercharged Daki, not the the weaker Daki that Tengen sliced her neck without her even noticing. And Tanjiro also almost killed her. And Nezuko absolutely romped her. This is like level up upper moon six Daki that we're going for. So Inosuke gets to her, he takes his, his swords, throws them in her neck. And she's like, ha, you can't do shit. You don't got me. <laughs> wow, I hated that. <laughs> I wish we could delete that, but I know that we won't. So, I was staying in for the yeah. ears. For, for yeah. years of all of time. <laughs> That's rough. That's rough for me and for my future. Um, anyway, sorry Inuske about that. Moments. It was the Inescape of moments. Whoa. Yeah, that was bad. That was really bad. Anyways, so she's like, you can't you can't take it off my head with those those weak swords. And he does like, you know his own little style, which is like a, he usually does his own little style, right? Because he was never taught anything by anybody, really. He's all always kind of just wung it. He like grew up alone on a mountain. He, he makes things up as he goes. So he's making this up as he goes and he uses his swords as saws to yeah. cut through her neck eventually. It's a beast we're like, style. oh wow, we beast. might have got... It's a beast breathing style, he describes it as. It's his little, I don't remember, it's the sawing blades and it's totally real beast breathing style that Inosuke made up and is totally right. real to ask him. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like he made a, he made it up, right? He never got trained like Zenitsu or Tanjiro did. Yeah. Um, so he does his beach breathing style through, cuts off Daki's neck, and we think that we might have a win, right? So he grabs Daki's head because she can't die, remember, until Giyotaro dies. They both have to have their heads cut off at the same time for them to die. And he's running away. Um, and then why don't you take it from there, George? Yeah, so there, this whole kind of scene kind of... Uh, was a metaphor for football in some ways because as Inosuke is like running at Daki, right? It's it's basically a screenplay for all of those who watch football, where the the strong people are defending him as the little small guys trying to make his way to the head. He, yay! You cut off the head. He cuts off Daki's head. You know, second person to do it. So let's not throw him a parade like we threw me a parade earlier with the drums and the sashes and the floats, if you recall. Um, but but then you know. He gets the ball, he gets the head, and he's like, okay, the screen's still going. He starts to run away. And do you, how do you feel about that metaphor, Luke? Is it uh, perfect or is it extra perfect? I just, again, I feel like we're whittling down our audience from broader Demon Slayer fans to just Demon Slayer fans who are fans of the Philadelphia Eagles as well. I so, never said football. I never said Eagles. <laughs> I know, I know, but that's what you—that's what you felt in your heart. So, if we can really corner that market, we might get ten dollars worth of sponsorship someday. We can hope. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's how I feel about your your metaphor. Very apt. I think it's actually not that bad. As much as I like to hate on you, uh, he kind of was being the the running back with everyone blocking for him to to get to the goal. So he scores the touchdown. Yay, Inosuke, Sort of. Yeah, um, he's super yeah, happy Super Bowl. Um, Pokemon Super Bowl, maybe. Uh, that's foreshadowing for the kids in the back. But anyway. Peek behind the audience, some may say. Or yeah. behind the curtain, not behind the yeah, audience. Yeah, we're, we're podcast hosts. We're, we have mastery over the English <laughs> language, as a great man once said. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so Inosuke is running away. He's got the head. Uh, Daki tries to, like, fuck with them by growing out her hair and, like, using it as, like, a a weapon he's like ha that's not gonna work on me slice 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 easy peasy and then to close the episode we see Giotaro, 
who is supposed to be occupied by Tengen, but turns out Tengen's a little bitch and <laughs> like Kiyotaro get away, slices Inosuke, what it looks like through the heart, slices him right through the chest. It's a tough look for Inosuke. It, things it are is. looking bad. It is. This is this is probably the nadir for for our heroes here, where things are, are looking real bad because Inosuke gets stabbed. Tanjiro's shouting for him. He's very worried about Inosuke. And then uh, we turn and we see Tengen, our unbeatable, super strong Hashira, sound Hashira, the flashiest of the Hashira, is down on the ground. He's covered in poison. His arm is cut off and he appears to be unconscious. And that's kind of where we leave the episode. Um, so when I watch this, you know, I know that we usually go through these episodes kind of in like the chronological order, but I kind of had a lot more thoughts as the, as the bigger episode. So unless you have some some key thoughts that you want to get off on, on just that last sequence, George, do you want to talk about the episode as a whole? Yeah, well, I do want to say one last thing is that um, they I, they can't take my boy's arms like that. That was by far his best feature, Tengen. Um, and him losing one arm, it hurts me in parts, uh, mostly my heart, but in, in other ways as well. Also maybe a little bit lower too. <laughs> yeah, like it makes me sick to my stomach. Thank you, Luke. I would agree. <laughs> but, and you know, it seems like you may have finally succumbed to this poison that Gutaro kind of snuck on him and, you know, four episodes ago. And um, yeah, no. So my, my takeaways from this is I think, as I've said before, that the show has been setting up for us to think that Tengen's going to die. It's like we're getting really emotionally invested in him. Now he's armless, um, you know, and again, losing his best asset. He's been right. kind of showing hesitancy and weakness throughout the entire episode um, and, quite frankly, hasn't been the flashiest one. And, you know, being armless is as good as dead in some people's eyes, namely my podcast co-host. Yeah, that's, um, I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that... Uh, Tengen's arms were a nice feature of him. <laughs> I just, I just think it's weird that you're so anti-limbless people as a limbless person. <laughs> you cannot yourself. say that I'm that way. How dare you? <laughs> as That's a unfair characterization. Yourself. And I will, when I get my JD, you will be hearing from me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. You have one leg. He has one arm. It's just weird. It's just weird. That you're I, I exactly. Like, I'm also. I'm also burdened by my knee injury. So I get, and that's why I know. That's why I know. To, like Rocky, right? As I've already used in the previous podcast. Like Rocky, I'm gonna. He's gonna pull himself off the mat for this next episode, and I know my boy is not done yet, even though it might seem like he is. Right. Well, we only have so many metaphors, so you kind of got to just stick with us, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we are masters of words, so I'm sure we can come up with infinite. But <laughs> yeah. But you know, you alluded to this that you think that Tengen is is going to rise again, right? And I, I have to agree with you because you know he was built up a lot, right? He's one of the pillars. He's one of the Hashira. He's the sound Hashira. Yeah. He was the best shinobi that now has turned into a swordsman. Um, and so far, he's kind of looked like a little bitch. <laughs> he hasn't done a lot specifically his like breathing style i think he's used two of them and all uh -huh. that i've really noticed from them is that he does his normal sword fighting and you see a few fireworks go off around him so exactly. unlike where rengaku is like summoning fire fire beasts and then going you know attacking akaza the stronger demon moon uh you know blow for blow and things like that like i understand tengen's poison but i have to imagine he's gonna you know drop those rockly ankle weights and open some seventh gates. 
or something, right? Right. right. Something's coming. Yeah. I mean, I, I would certainly hope because so far, you know, we had the debate earlier um, in the series of like who has the cooler fighting style, Rengoku or Tengen. And you were arguing for Tengen, and I was right. Um, and so far, I've just continued to be right. And that Rengoku has been much, much cooler. So I do really hope to see more out of Tengen. And I think that we will next episode. I think that, you know, they left us on a sour note on the sour note cliffhanger so that we can rise to a, a, a peak next episode. That's kind of my prediction. Yeah, I mean, I for, for my own pride, and so that I don't have to admit that Luke was right on the Rengoku point, I really hope that Tankin gets off gets <laughs> off the mat. So here, I hope he's he finds a, a, a you know fifth a fifth gear or something because gears one through four have left me slightly underwhelmed. I will they say they have been unimpressive. I agree. They're kind of like um, Inuske, and that's why I mean he Inuske does see a lot of himself in Tengen. It all makes sense actually. They're both dual wield. They both are burdens. They're both. Uh, having, having lost significant organs or body parts. And the similarities are unending, really. You know, a lot of a lot of um, of parallels there, I will admit. And that's, you know, hint to the audience. If you ever want to tell a lie, put a lot of truth in there too, which is what George <laughs> just did. So there's a lot of similarities uh, <laughs> between Inosuke and Tengen, but not in the sense that Inosuke is a burden. He's been very important to many arcs in the show, the Spider arc, the Mugen Train arc, and now the Entertainment District arc. Our boy just got surprise attack stabbed in the chest. Um, so he will rise again, I'm sure of it. That's like kind of my next question is, you know, do we think that Inosuke is actually going to die from this? Um, he's one of our main three characters so far. And I know that they haven't really been afraid to kill the char kill characters in the show. You know, we've seen Tantro's family die. We've seen Rengoku, who we, became, who we got to know and love, die. Um, are we going to see one of our main three um, compatriots here, Inosuke, pass? Or do you think that they're going to they're gonna pull it out and save him? Oh, man. Wouldn't it just be like the most Inosuke thing possible for his heart to be like in a different part of his body? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that, like th that has that feels kind of like where we're going in this, but I I, I can't imagine they're gonna kill him here. Uh, but maybe, hopefully. I mean, no. <laughs> but uh, no, I I don't think I don't think anyone is gonna be dead yet. I kind of my like big prediction is that we're gonna get out of here with no uh, Demon Slayer deaths somehow, and like what would be kind of a shocking turn of events for Demon Slayer the show. We usually exit with some deaths. Uh, and there's a lot of, de uh, but like I'm, I think they've been, they're, they're, they keep setting us up for death. And I think if Inusuke was gonna die or Tengen was gonna die, it would have happened in the middle of an episode, right? And then we would get to see something as opposed to I don't know if it would have left us like this cliffhanger. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's kind of one of my gripes with the Entertainment District arc. To be honest, is I think that you know I've enjoyed doing these podcasts with you week by week and with our audience who is just massive and growing in numbers very quickly please share us guys we're so desperate um <laughs> but it's been fun to do these episodes but I feel like this this arc lends itself a lot better to binging because yeah. it keeps leaving us on these like week-long cliffhangers right um which can be kind of frustrating as the viewer just a little bit um but anyway kind of changing gears back to like overall thoughts you know the way that this episode ended um we've kind of pulled out all the stops already in terms of like our heroes fighting abilities that we've seen yeah. like the wives haven't shown themselves to be overly strong to like save the day uh tangan appears to be out of commission at least appears to be i know that we have our theories that he's going to come back as a shining hero and maybe self-sacrifice and the way that rango rango did um to save the day um but 
so at this point he looks like he's out of commission tandro's already used up all of his energy and seen the kamikagura breathing so we don't think that that's an option where he can like use that to to save the day that uh, only leaves one man that only leaves one man to finish the job Who i was getting it? there i was getting there. I, i'm picking up what you're putting down <laughs> who said that he was going to be the shining star of the show well he hasn't been yet it could be it could be Let's i think that he could <laughs> i think that he could be but to this point you know inosuke has been neutralized and zenitsu you know as cool as he is and as cold as he is when he's asleep he really only has one gear and it's thunder breathing thunderclap and flash first form where he just like draws a sword and he does a little z thing and then the demon's head is cut off that's kind of his thing you know it's really all he does um and he's already done that a few times and it hasn't really killed anybody or even come close to killing anybody so you know i think that that's doesn't appear to be the strongest option just yet um and as we've already mentioned tang is looking like a bitch so what do you think is going to be uh how we get out of this this predicament george well Luke, see, thank you fired up over there thank you for setting me up again the parade has circled but i think we're about to take another lap and here's why is because before i thought you know we've only seen tengen be kind of okay and like he was burned by poison sure what and a bitch one may say that he's like the most likely to, you know, rise up from the ashes, much like a phoenix, a flashy phoenix, and uh, go go toe to toe with Gutaro. But when you phrase it like that, and when you remember that I'm kind of a savant when it comes to anime podcasting, in my own words and mind, um, and you know, of what like that's what my mom tells me. So how can it be wrong? But does your mom listen to this podcast? Yeah, avid listener. If you made it this far, uh, shout out. Yeah, mom. she really? <laughs> I don't. I, I hope she does. Well, I'll, we'll find out. We'll, we'll we'll let the rest of the audience know if she responds to this. I kind of hope she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you've convinced me that it's Zenitsu's moment. You know, it's time for him to come up with a. You know, you know, maybe he just stops stopping. You know, he always is. He's in. He's he's invincible when he's in the lightning Z. What if what if technique number two is just never ending Z? I'm just saying, who beats Zenitsu in Z mode? I'm not sure. He's just gonna. It's gonna be like you know a really fast game of pong, just bouncing off the bong dong 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 dong. I, so your theory, your theory is that he's going to stop stopping, and that's gonna save the day. <laughs> It's not not my theory. That's all. I'm I don't want to stick my flag in the hill, but I've picked up the flag and I'm walking up the hill as we speak. Okay, okay, it's and a good theory. It is. It's a good theory. Um, might be slightly biased. <laughs> Impossible. Um, it could happen though, and just for the audience, you know, some of you guys might be manga readers. Uh, we are not. Uh, we just watch the anime and try to avoid spoilers online. So, you know, we're, we're watching it with you if you're anime uh, watchers and, and, and just want to preface that, you know, we don't have any insider information that we're trying to use to, for a personal game. Yeah, but, we're not big Mango fans, so. <laughs> it's, it's manga. I got, I got lots mango, of I got, mango. <laughs> I got a couple DMs <laughs> of like, oh, you guys shouldn't host an anime podcast. You can't even say it right. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> you really? Yeah, it's just from friends. But, oh, okay. Uh, haters, haters. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I think a couple other options for how we get out of this this scenario is like our main character, our hero, Tandro, could level up again. Again, he's kind of exhausted at this point, so it seems less likely. Um, 
we could see Tengen kind of go go God mode with his last breaths, or we could see Sonia to level up. Well, here comes our boy Sleepy Z. <laughs> Sleepy Z, we could see Sleepy Z. Um, anyway, or you know, last option, which would be. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be disappointed or excited about this. We could have more Hashira show up um, yeah. as like backup. Um, and that would be like the most like realistic option given like what we've been seeing so far um, in terms of like, you know, it, it'd be hard for Tandro to level up. Sleepy Z, I guess, could level up, but we haven't really seen signs of that. And then Tengen seems like he's out of commission. But, you know, we already talked about how he hasn't reached his zenith yet. So I think that that's, that still is an option. Um, or last, you know, Nezuko could come back out in beast form and perhaps be in control of herself. Uh, George, thoughts? Yeah, so I, I think the Hashira, like, reinforcements arriving is an interesting one, and it would be an interesting kind of development, because you have to remember that one of the big turning points in the Mugen Train arc, right, was another Demon Moon showing up, was Akaza showing up, but they had basically wrapped up the, the, the main demon on the Mugen Train at that time, then Akaza shows up and puts in the work on Mangaku. It would be kind of an interesting parallel if, you know, instead of another demon moon showing up how are things different if instead the ally who shows up is another hashira and then that hashira just absolutely takes it to gutaro right i could very much see that and i think the show almost kind of hinted at it potentially when uh tengen was talking about how he wasn't given everything was actually had a really rough life and he's like i'm not the stone or the mist hashira right one of them's a prodigy and the other's like the strongest that ever like man those could be the two who show up right just like why why else would you you know especially shows like demon slayer that have so little time usually when they put something in there uh it's because it's going to come up later and so i could definitely yeah. see that happening uh the option we haven't actually exhausted yet is that those muscle mice show up uh they look true they were pretty built um and i'm just they're pretty muscular yeah <laughs> muscles in their name and so i'm just saying i i would like to see a fight scene involving them i would, I would too i would too i think they've been underutilized in the last couple episodes you know they're kind of like uh, the titans of attack on titan they're that's like the equivalent is these muscle mice in my mind right they're the right ones. except Instead of being gigantic, they're they're <laughs> tiny mice, right? But yeah, there, totally, totally see that. There's a rumbling uh, of muscle mice, <laughs> and if someone did that crossover, and as a show, I would, I we would make a podcast about it. So uh, just shout out to the writers of AOT and Demon Slayer. Just a suggestion from little old us. There's <laughs> just like like hundreds of little mice coming up to <laughs> squeak. Yeah, uh, that's an option. We'll uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens next week to to see which one of these theories, if any, were right. Um, freaking manga readers already knows the answer. Why would you do that? So much less fun. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. If you're a manga reader, you're a real fan. Whatever. <laughs> Listen, all those people who can read, how dare they? It's very hard. I know. I know. I know. They're just like really lording it over us. I know. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> I think we should stop. Yeah, no, seriously. We should stop focusing on the things that we can't do and focus on the things that we can do, George. Life lessons with the Brokakes. Mm. Um, so I think we should wrap up this pod. I think it's been a strong pod. 
Um, George, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, well, I'd like to thank our uh, first positive review of the day on this podcast, coming from Luke Horton himself. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Luke, for calling this a strong pod. And thank you to the Goat Kage listeners out there uh, who have all made it this far. Citizens uh, of Brenoha, God. Listen, we can, we, can, we can call the community whatever we want, but we're, w- what is consistent throughout is that we are thankful of you joining us. Uh, we're thankful that you get to hear Luke again for the second straight half episode, Play Us Out. So, uh, Luke, why don't you play us a little diddle for the, for the, for the, uh, to sign us off? Well, since you called it a diddle, I will not be doing that. Um, <laughs> I will be ending with my final thoughts. Thank you for asking. Um, I thought that this episode had a little bit too many flashbacks for me. I thought that there was not enough now time. Um, <laughs> as we as we went over <laughs> with our words i think um and i thought the last episode was better but i'm excited for next week um and like likewise to george uh i'm very grateful for those who made it this far thank you for listening uh george wanted to put ads in this podcast i want you to know and i said no I someone wanted to give us money so how dare you i want to put the I ad you didn't have to listen to unbelievable here for the listeners george <laughs> but anyway thank you so much for listening um and george play us out we, don't need, we really don't need any intro or outro music you can just do it forever <laughs> i know because i'm gonna keep throwing it to you and we're gonna have to go through what we went through in the attack on titan segment <laughs> yeah nobody wants that stop doing that <laughs>